All right, this morning, um, my title of the message is The Gift. <laughs> the Gift. Now, whenever you think of what do you want, what do you want for Christmas? Um, what, Robbie, what do you want for Christmas? A what? A garbage truck. Yes, that's a nice truck. Um, Dalton? No, Dalton, yeah. Where's Dalton? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, what do you, well, not necessarily you, your age group. What would you want in, friend, what do your friends want for Christmas? You didn't really ask them. All right, some of you ladies that are older, what do you want for Christmas? A vacuum cleaner. What? <laughs> You want a trampoline, okay. You know, if you ask, you'll hear, right? So, what? Yeah. Well, the idea is everybody has a different, not everybody, but we all have different ideas as to what's important. Men, what do you want for Christmas? Huh? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. A what? He wants a truck. See that guy in the back? He just got one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See that guy in the back? He just got one. But you see how uh, things, things are, you know, what we want. Um, happiness. Oh. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> Health. Yeah, peace. See, there's many different things. Power Rangers. That's what I thought. First thing I thought of Power Rangers. Are Power Rangers anything anymore? Are yeah, they still around? Oh, okay. Yeah, Power Rangers and uh, what is that, the cube and the Wii, Rubik's Cube and the Wii and the I and whatever. Um, but what, what would be the gift, you know? If we were saying what would be the gift, the gift of all gifts, and of course we know that love, yes. We know that the gift of all gifts, of course, is uh, Jesus Christ coming and being uh, our Savior, his, and we celebrate the birth of Christ. And we think of, um, well, <laughs> I, was, I, had, I had a little joke that I was going to uh, tell it anyhow. If the three wise men were three wise women, I told this in Sunday school, if the three wise men were three wise women, they would have arrived on time, they'd have helped Mary deliver the baby, and they'd have cleaned the stable, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> and brought a casserole or something. You know, so whenever you think of uh, Christmas and, uh, you know, uh, I think some of the, the um, uh, most difficult times is waiting, <laughs> waiting for having patience. And whenever we think of ourselves and waiting, we, I, don't, I think sometimes we lose a little perspective. You know, when a person is hungry and they're waiting for a next meal, you see, whenever we start waiting and anticipating, you see, we, find, we, we feel the pressure. Uh, I, I, I'm surprised at how many individuals that I encounter uh, don't like Christmas. Older, you know, not older like as in 70s or 60s or 50s, just that people in general just have this overall dislike for Christmas. And it, it was very hard for me to even think about that, but I, I think that they have this sense of pressure or this sense of disappointment 
um, that what, they're, 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 what they were expecting for Christmas or what they were expecting to have or, or come about didn't happen. And it's just like they have this, this grandiose idea and they never quite get there every year. So therefore, it appears almost as a failure. And uh, there's also the pressure to be to the, the to-do list, uh, places to go, people to see, parties to go to, you know, you know, people you don't like, you meet, and you got to pretend that you're happy to see them, you know, <laughs> and I'm sure none of you have that. But, um, but whenever we, we see people, and there's so many memories and so many things that come back at us. You know, you see one person and everything changes. You see, you have one memory and everything changes and mo- mostly goes in a negative way. And we have these things, and, but the idea is the gift is Christ. See, Christians, we need to remember the reason we have Christmas is because of Christ. And what does Christ offer us? He offers us forgiveness. And that we are forgiven. He offers us the strength and the ability. This gift offers us the strength and the ability to forgive others. So that if those people we see in those situations we remember just knocks the props under out of our lives and, and we feel like Christmas is not any good anymore because we have this memory, forgive. We have been forgiven our own failures. We can forgive others of their failures. And we can't do this on our own. You need God's help to do this. So we have the gift of salvation, the gift of forgiveness, not only for ourselves but of others, We have the hope of eternal life. Our future is in front of us. Our future is in front of us. We have, everybody has a past, and pasts are good and bad, but our future is in front of us, and God promises that through the gift of his Son, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit, his Spirit, to be with us, to guide us, to strengthen us, to shore us up, to teach us, to give us his peace, you know, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. The peace of Christ that passes our understanding. That God gives us peace in the midst of the storm. The storm doesn't have to go away. The peace is still there. You see, these are the gifts of Christmas. And the gift of Christmas is Jesus. So if we can share Jesus Christ... He foremost in our lives, then all these other things find their place. All these other things do not take the place of Christ. They find their place underneath him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. You know, we were, we were talking with someone about uh, Christmas Day and church and so on, and, and they said, you mean you're going to have church on Christmas Day? Why are you having church on Christmas Day? It interrupts with the opening of presents. <laughs> and it's like, ooh, you know, the reason we have presents is because of Christ. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you're, you know, you're going to church and you're going to open presents, you know, a church and opening presents. Uh, <laughs> you know, let's open presents, you know? <laughs> but in reality, Christ is the reason that we have he is the gift so about the time caesar augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire 
it's interesting. I mean, and there's all different, pers- you know, uh, over all the years uh, of being here, I, I think I always started a Christmas message the su- first Sunday in December. This is the first year I've never done that. <laughs> but the, the sense is what Mary and Joseph were not in the right place for the right time. You see, Jesus was to be born in Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph weren't there. Now, we could look at this and say, well, here's the Son of God. Why didn't he get in there sooner? <laughs> you know, book a motel. You know, at least Motel 6, you know, someplace cheap anyhow. He could have got in anywhere, you know. But he got in 1-800-STABLE. <laughs> you know, he got on the wrong line. And, but they weren't in the right place at the right time. They weren't at the right place, and they weren't there at the right, you know, for the right time. So God uses a, 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 a Caesar Augustus. He uses a Roman ruler to arrange for Jesus to be at the right place at the right time to be born. In our lives, God is at work arranging the right times and the right places for our lives. And sometimes people make decisions that we have no control over that will take us to certain places and points, not only as in physical locations, but as in emotional experiences. And we don't like it. (laughs) Mary wouldn't have liked getting on a donkey, you know, nine months pregnant, and bouncing on the back of a donkey down the road. You know, that's not one of the things they do at the hospital to, for people to go into labor. Let's put you on a donkey for a while and take you for a ride. See when the baby comes a little sooner. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The next thought. This was the first census of Quirinius, the governor of Syria, that there is also a timing that was meant for us to be able to locate. See, not only is is Jesus arriving at the right place, you know, Mary and Joseph arriving at the right place at the right time in Bethlehem, but we are able to look back and find these people and find this approximate time period that Jesus was born. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be uh, accounted for. So Joseph and them, they had to go. Their lineage, his lineage and her lineage, had to bring them to a certain place. So sometimes our past and whose we are will cause us to be changed, to be moved. God has a purpose. God has a plan in our lives for who we are. And always remember that we are a child of God. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ and that it is God's desire for, for God's desire to bless us. And that was later on. And, and, um, and because, this is Galatians, and because you are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of the Son into your hearts, that God has sent forth his spirit into our hearts. The, and I, I, we think of the commercials on TV, the, we were just mentioning this in Sunday school, the um, St. Jude's, they have the, the, the child and you can give, 
you give this money and you get a blanket. And of course, the uh, Humane Society, they have their little cats and dogs and shivering in the cold and looking, you know, whatever. What are they, apply- what are they trying to reach? They're trying to reach the hearts of individuals. They're trying to reach the hearts of individuals. Well, you see, God has sent his own spirit into our hearts. God wants to occupy this place inside of us that governs our emotions and governs our feelings and and puts a future in front of us. You see, people who have a heart are people who can see the present and also see into the future. They're willing to invest in people's lives. You know, if you, you, don't, you never want to be in a car and send Rhonda to the grocery store. You just don't want to do that. I'll be, I'll be five minutes. 45 minutes later, she comes out. She got, went in for one thing, comes out with two bags. And she has 10 individuals that she's met that she's been in school with and taught and their grandkids and they got to introduce them and they're all having this and here she comes back in. She got this whole lineage of people. You know, it's almost like Joseph and Mary. There's a lineage of people. And so they, they see all these people that she's invested her life into. And, these, and their, their response when they see her is, wow, just imagine this. What, a, what an opportunity to talk to you. And she doesn't remember that her husband's in the car waiting. <laughs> that just doesn't seem to hit the Richter scale, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah she can talk to anybody. She didn't even have to know them. They're, they're just, you know, just people she knows or wants to know. <laughs> but that's for another sermon. <laughs> that's one I give at home. <laughs> um. So they all had to travel to their ancestry homes to be accounted for. So Joseph went f- from Galilee to the town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah. David's town for the census. It's, it's interesting that God gave a promise to David that, that his lineage through his descendants, the, the, the one who would bless the world would come. Do you know, God has given a promise to each of our hearts and to each of our lives. And you know, for me, I've been blessed. I know my grandfather uh, was a very spiritual man. And, and I, I imagine that God had made him promises in his life that are being fulfilled in my life. I know that God gave promises to my mother that she never fulfilled, but are being fulfilled in David Michael's life. My mother always wanted to be a missionary. At the age of 16, 17, they went to these, you know, she always felt that she wanted to go to the mission field. She was never able to go. And now her grandson is there. You see, there are things in your life that God has promised to someone else that he put a promise in their life and they lived their life expecting that promise and died having that promise. That was Abraham died with the promise of God in his heart, in his life, that his descendants would be a great nation. David, the king, died knowing that God had promised him through his lineage all the world would be blessed. And you see, there are promises in your life that God has given to you that will have effect in your children and your grandchildren. And that's why being here and hearing the word of God and hearing the promises and allowing the spirit of God to touch your life is so very important. There are so many people that I know 
20 years ago, 30 years ago, 37 years ago, whatever, and they walked away from God and their lives are a mess. And I, I look at them and I say, God, if they'd only continued, what would have happened for them and their children? And I look at us and I say, we're blessed. God has a promise for our lives and it's not over. Our future's in front of us. God forgives us of our past and we can't look at the past to stumble over in the present. We look to the future and believe that God will bless the present to take us to the future because God has a promise that he wants to bring to pass. And sometimes people need to be moved into our lives and sometimes people need to be moved out of our lives. There are blessed additions and blessed subtractions. <laughs> and some put it, people put it, preachers put it, there are good funerals and there are bad. <laughs> That's a preacher joke, you know. But God is in charge. Remember this. God is in charge. And the body of Jesus Christ, you and I, is a very sacred body. And the sacredness that God has in your life is his spirit, his gifts. The gift is given to you. And it changes you from the inside out. And no matter how many Christmases we live, the gift just keeps on giving. It just keeps on growing. It keeps on becoming more and more. So God has a gift. The gift. And that him, that person, Christ, is given to you. And because you possess this gift, all other things will be given unto you. Amen? God has blessed you. And seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things. All those dreams, those never say, oh, I don't need that, I don't deserve that. Yes, I'll take it. <laughs> Because it may not be for your life, it may be what you receive to give to someone else. You see, the giver has made us, made himself the gift to us. The giver has made himself the gift to our lives. Amen? Father, we thank you. We thank you for this very special Christmas season. It is a season in which we celebrate your birth, but God, it is a day in which we receive your life. The gift has been given to us. Help us as we receive it. Help us to bless others. Help us, O oh God, to be sharers of your love. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.